This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hasta luego, Mari Carmen. My name is Keen. Soft techno music. I'm James. Welcome to Sissy That Pod. We live, laugh, love drag race. I'm, I'm thinking that might be the new tagline for the show. Uh, live, laugh, love. I mean, a very original one. I, I don't think I've heard it anywhere before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's reclaiming the tag into, <laughs> you know, cool. Uh, yeah, we are a drag race reaction podcast. If we are new to you, welcome along. Today we are discussing episode four of Drag Race España and possibly the most jam-packed episode in of the franchise Drag Race history. history. I would absolutely agree. I think that this is, like, this This has, like, th- three of the biggest hitters in mm. the the Drag Race calendar coming, firing right out of uh, us uh, all in a blitz of an hour and five minutes. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Reading challenge, snatch game, ball, bang, 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 class lip sync, see you later. Just... 70 minutes of just roller coaster, mm-hmm. high octane drag. <laughs> this, this opening of Sissy That Bot is, is brought to you by Michael Bay. Bish, bash, bosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what also is going to be a high octane drag experience? Our live show on Saturday. Segway, excellent work. Excellent work. You, you are you are completely correct. This is Saturday the 26th of June, the day that would have been Dublin Pride. We are going to be kicking off the celebrations at 11:30 a.m. in the Headstuff studio and we're joined by friends of the pod. All all hmm. friends of the pod. All friends. All friends of the pod. Of the pod. Yeah. No no enemies of the pod. Um but no previous guest guest Grode Farley and Karen Moynihan who we just had on um from Double Love and also Tony Cantwell who we're very excited to hear chit chat about. I think Tony Cantwell might correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. be the first straight man that we are going to have on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. We are breaking down boundaries just as for straight white men. <laughs> We're all about inclusion here at Sissy <laughs> So yeah, get your tickets, come along, it'll be fun. It'll be good for it to warm you up. You know, maybe you're doing your makeup, maybe you're douching. I don't know, whatever you do and your sort of pre-pride ritual. <laughs> How about says your soundtrack? This week, joining us to um, explore the cultural riches of Spanish pop culture is creative producer for Tall Tales and opera performer Ferg Curtis. Ferg was really, really great. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and, and, you know, got into as much as we did and we, we loved having him on this episode. Once upon a time. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week we breathe new life into old stories from folklore and mythology, from the mysterious landing of the old Celtic gods to the epic wars fought by Cúchulainn and Queen Maeve, right down to the petty squabbles between headstrong mortals and roguish fairies. We already have a huge collection available with a new episode every Wednesday. This is not just a podcast for folklore fiends, but for anyone who enjoys a good story. And who doesn't love a good story? My name is Kevin C. Olhan, and I am your host and your fireside bard. Wherever you are in the world, you can always join me by the fireside. Ferg Curtis, creative producer at Tall Tales and opera singer, Ireland's answer to Charlotte Church. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh my god, guys, I'm delighted to be a, here. A, a meaty, meaty episode uh, of yes. Drag Race España this week. Reading challenge, snatch game, and a ball. I mean, wh- why could they just have one episode live? I mean, that's it. it. We, I mean, especially with dra- like Drag Race UK season three being launched imminently, it's like if you could have just condensed this entire series to one episode, that would have been perfect. <laughs> I am all for the drag content. I am here, lay it on me. But you know what? A break just every now and again, like a week. Give us a week <laughs> mm. to catch up on our thoughts. But I'm so delighted to be here. Mainly when you said Snatch Game, I was like, yes, awesome. Let's get into it. And I've mixed mixed feelings about Snatch Game. And mm. then when they were like, let's do the ball, I was like, 
oh my god I'm getting it all I'm like the VIP yeah. on Sissy That Pod <laughs> this series yeah. no shade to any other guest <laughs> who has been standing out for you so far oh my god like I feel last week was the first time I actually only really was like I know who everyone is <laughs> mm. it did take yeah. me a while there's you know the language barrier I feel like I'm missing a lot but I think at the moment and I think I made this decision last week. Killer Queen is kind of my number one. There's oh, right. something. Yeah, mm. I know. Because I would say Killer Queen jumped up there in this episode. For me, me definitely. Been kind yeah. of under the radar. Oh, you see, I can spot them. I spot them <laughs> coming. <laughs> no, there's something about his um, nature and how he speaks to the camera. I'm all about their like personalities and particularly with the Spanish one. I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. with the challenge. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the drag. So I'm like, okay, I just need to get to know you and make my decision based on who you guys are. Um and I kind of love Killer Queen. Now the other person who is just gas is poopy. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like insane. It's I can tell you until this episode, I was not a poopy fan. Yeah. I was like, no, sign me out. No time. <laughs> what is going on? This is like chaos on my screen. And after this episode, I'm like, oh, I, I think I get you. I am sign me up. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I think that poopy this see finally I understood the like all the hype that she's been getting over the last couple of uh, couple yes. weeks and i i also agree killer queen jumped up there because i had been kind of indifferent to killer queen for the last couple of weeks i found like i don't know like they, they didn't seem to land much of a mark like they they walked mm. in in that amazing kind of medical outfit and was all like i'm a doctor and i was like oh big things and then it sort of was under the radar but this week like completely stole the show my other fave i think and like it's actually going on i think to be one of my favorite queens of any series of drag races carmen oh, wow. i just am like mm. completely completely like besotted with the out of drag sort of shady look in the in the confessionals and then just like those looks in the ball that last like that sort of like Marbella look was just oh my god like beyond perfection it was phenomenal I have I don't know how I feel about Carmen I feel Carmen is the star of the series Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be shocked if Carmen wins it and I think they're fabulous I really do but I don't know. I don't know if I'm just biased because any of the like skinny model-esque gorgeous queens, I'm like, no, I want more. I I am deeper than that. I want more. But I just picture you at home every time Sagittaria comes on stage, you're like, <laughs> get her off. It's another fucking chorus. Sagittaria is, she's brilliant. And like the Snatch Game, which we'll get into, she was absolutely, I loved yeah. her. But yeah, up and I'm literally being biased. I'm like, no, no, you've nothing else to offer. Yeah. And of course they do. But also, I suppose with the whole thing at the moment with Inti leaving last yeah. week and being like, you're not judging me fairly. And Drag Volcano wasn't given enough, like, you know, diversity on episode two and they said to Killer Queen, there's no brand. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Carmen and Sagittarius are giving us the same thing every single week. Yes, that is and true. Just because they're absolutely stunning, which they are, and I'm obsessed, doesn't mean they should be led away with that. But then, I suppose, Snatch Game, they gave us... Well, that, yeah, the both of them did sort of a similar thing in Snatch Game in that they decided that they weren't going to rely on the looks and they did characters who had, like, yeah. who were less glam. Um, and I think it paid off more for Sagittaria than, for, than for, for Carmen. But, like, you were getting... I'm getting strong kind of Aquaria. I, we've been making the Aquaria comparison to Sagittaria. It even came up in the reading challenge. Yeah, in the exactly. reading, yeah. But now you're actually seeing, like, this is follows through from the look to the talent. Like, the, the, the choices made... Made in the snatch game where bonkers i don't know what it was i'm i'm excited to be educated by you keen as to who all of these contestants are but i was like i i don't know who this person is but i really <laughs> like them is this like some weird hunchback of notre dame situation yeah. i don't even know but go for it the, the characters are gas before we get to snatch game i think fortunately because normally there's a lot to talk about like in, in each of these three yes. aspects of the show alone i think fortunately for us we don't have a lot to talk about the reading challenge. I thought it was pretty weak across the board. I don't think I laughed once. Um, I it was funny. Like the, the queens I liked the most, I could just tell that they were confident in their delivery, yeah. even if I still didn't laugh at the joke. So like Poopy, Effortless, Arantxa did yeah. very well. And I thought Davima did quite well, but the rest yeah. sort of struggled. Yeah, it was a bit kind of mediocre. Yeah. I laughed the most at Poopy laughing at herself. Yes, me too. <laughs> I thought that was genius. I was like... 
I was like, yeah, you are funny and no one else has made you laugh. So you might as well laugh at your own ones. I was here for it. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed her. Like the way, was it, who, was it oh, Ugasio's read of her that like completely failed and then she turned it around and like got all hysterical. And I was like, I don't know. Yes. When I was like, I, I loved it. I thought it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was. I think the the thing that stood out for me in this though really was how awkward Hugasio was. And then I was thinking with Snatch Game coming up, I was like, how is this going to go? And then it went as expected. Yeah. <laughs> as expected. <laughs> if it's not also, worse. It's also funny to hear kind of, because it gives you kind of glimpse behind the scenes as to uh, what, how they view each other. So like Carmen yeah. is seen as the plastic queen and there was lots of age jokes in there towards Poopy. But uh, so like, I think the best joke for me was, you know, when Carmen dies, there'll be bits of her body floating in the ocean because it's all plastic. I think that was the <laughs> That was very good. <laughs> and I did love Poopy's one where she was reading Dovima and she just started going to slow uh, motion yes, I was like right. yes. I'm here for it it was brilliant <laughs> but it actually I think this entire episode you actually can kind of see like you know that there's a uh, there's almost a Bianca Del Rio kind of energy that Poopy Definitely. gives off and like the reads were very and maybe that's like literally because that read was similar to the one about the Bianca Del Rio but or the, that the Dordilana one but I just I yeah I just there was a very the confidence came through hugely yes do you feel like um, Poopy's there to take the piss? Because I kind of do. There's a part of me that's, I'm like, how serious is she taking this? Because I feel like she's ripping the piss I, out of everyone. So I, now, I think that she wants to be kind of like effortless floating through. And you could okay. tell, this is like me kind of like reading, reading what I'm watching. I feel like because she was like in the top last week but didn't win and then kind of again and and this week again it was very much like oh you're like you're gonna win this and then and you kind of see that like she wants to be like oh no never me oh who cares I don't care mm. and, but like that secretly underneath it like you could see there was like a uh there was a sort of a moment of frustration that she didn't yeah, win I- this week Definitely. I definitely saw that later. I, I think it's more, I think Jessica Watts said last week, I think she sees what's going on and she sees the, the humiliating things that they're made do and she's just not into that. And she's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to come out of this with as much dignity as possible. And if that means ripping the production to shreds, then I will. Because even I think we saw it at the start of this week's episode where they're like, this week's mini challenges, we're going to have to eat loads of, you know, tortillas (laughs) or whatever it was like, you know, and it was just like, it's kind of like, what shit thing do they have for us to do today? Kind of, you know, sort of Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because I'm watching it going, she is just having a laugh. Like, she is just like, I say she's a nightmare backstage. Yeah. Like, because she just she does is. what, like, when they have to go on ice and stuff like that, I say she's like, no chance. <laughs> you know, do what she wants. And that's when I've kind of started to love her that I'm like, you don't take it too seriously. Yeah. And... And I'm really, I'm really for that. Well, we'll move on to Snatch Game. I have to thank my friend Esther, who was cracking up at all my questions about Spanish culture. She said she was sharing them to her Spanish WhatsApp group. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go through the panel one by one. Okay. Uh, so Carmen was Dakota. Dakota was in a show called Hermanos Mayor, uh, which is basically brat camp, kind of. It's like oh, misbehaving okay. kids go to talk to like a counsellor to improve better. I watched a super cut of Dakota, who seems to be the most famous character from the show. Um, and it's just supposed to see her screaming at her parents. But what I thought Carmen did a really good job, like not making eye contact, kind of looking down, being real sort of skulking. She did this thing. Uh, this is, Dakota would do a lot of things where she'd take a coin and she'd scrape it up and down against the, the table. And you could see Carmen even doing that kind of when the camera was 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 like she was in the background and stuff. I just thought there was loads of detail to it, but it wasn't funny. No. Right. What was it? The oranges? No. I didn't get that reference. <laughs> Very aggressive. <laughs> you know, Sorry. and also I I know that they were all laughing at it, but when she kind of went for puppy and was our poopy and was like shouting at her, I was like, no, oh, this isn't funny. This is just. I'm really uncomfortable. Please leave her alone. And I did feel like Poopy took that and made her made it her own and made that <coughs> funny. Yeah, but actually, it, hearing that context, I'm like, oh, okay, better job than I thought, Carmen. Okay, cool. I, I think that this is a classic thing that a lot of people in Snatch a mistake a lot of people in Snatch Game make sometimes is they they get a character they're really faithful to the character in their like depiction of it, but they forget that they need to be able to make it 
funnier. Like, um, Carmen called herself out for that later on in the episode in one of the talking heads. She's like, I'm not a funny queen. I'm not a comedy queen. You know, I did my best. It wasn't good enough. So, like, I think she recognizes that. But I think that sometimes being trapped in that attention to detail means that you're not going to be able to think on your feet enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, we saw it with, with Vanjie being, what's the woman's name? Daniela Burr something. The Catch, Catch Me Outside, outside. girl. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like if you go for those sort of angry, volatile characters, like in comedy, even like in stuff and improv and stuff, you, you shouldn't get angry because it just turns into a shouting match and no one finds it interesting. So I think when you're going for that character that's known for outrage, I don't, it's t- tough to make it funny. Yeah. Next up was Poopy and Karina. Now, I couldn't find any videos of Karina and how she spoke, so I couldn't actually really compare. But Karina basically is an old singer. I'm kind of saying that she's like Lulu because she represented Spain in Eurovision in 1971 and came second. Would we not go more Dana? Or do we hate Dana uh, too much? Did Dana really have a proper career after Eurovision? A bit of Linda Martin. Linda Martin had a good run on the Alpantos, didn't she? Yeah, but older than Linda Martin. Oh, older. We'll go with Lulu. I was trying to be nationalistic, keep it in the country. Lulu, Dana, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Sissy, that pod is a Republican podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I couldn't really, I couldn't, I had nothing to compare this to. um, And I I didn't think she got much airtime. I was expecting more from our comedy queen. Oh, I have to disagree. I okay. really enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, I felt like she, again, it was like, I'm just going to jump on this opportunity. I'm going to be so present. Even like, I felt like it was just like, she was the white noise throughout the whole thing. Mm. I felt like she was always there, yeah. always making comments. That's true. But in a really smart way where it wasn't like, shut up, like, come yeah. on, let someone else speak. Mm. I felt she was smart about it. And like... For this Snatch game, obviously reading the subtitles, I was like, oh God. So it very much for me came about like the music, the look, the physical comedy and what they were doing with their voices. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I really enjoyed Poopy for that. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you about this with the white noise thing. I think that like, I think that Poopy didn't get maybe as many of kind of like the big, like the kind of like highlight moments. Like Killer Queen definitely got a couple of like sort of moments that are just like, this is your moment. Whereas Poopy was just present in all of the like different, like interacting with people on the panel and really clever at like kind of like taking things that were like not working and turning them around. So I think that maybe that like explains why perhaps at the end that we got the Killer Queen win was that like Killer Queen had like a couple of really strong moments that were just like her presenting her character. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed her and I felt like without her on the panel, it would have been a, a much flatter experience. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, next up then was Ugasio. Ugasio is the Mona Lisa. That's fine. We're all okay with that. We didn't need any, we didn't need any context for that. I thought the physical yeah. comedy was there, but none of the, there was no, no back and forth. There was no bat back ability, as we yeah. probably would like to say. I loved the smile. I loved the first little the smile. gesture. And then it was just kind of can't go from anywhere from there for poor Ugasio. Yeah. I literally agree. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, that face was one of the most <laughs> disturbing things I feel like I've seen on, yeah. On like, on, 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 on Drag Race in a very, like, yeah. It was, in a good way? No, in a bad way. Okay. Like it was, it was, I, it was very clever. It was very clever. I thought it was very clever and like it really showed her, like as she said later, she's a visual kind of queen and she's, mm. she, I think she, or they know that um, they're not very funny. Um, but the visual things, I was like, okay, I appreciate that you did that and you made that effort. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, no. One of the worst ever, like definitely hanging oh, around the bottom ten. I was just about 10. to say I wouldn't have said one of the worst ever, but I would you know. not? Oh, well, I mean, I was... I'm thinking Cynthia Lee Fontaine, Sophia Vergara. I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> Alyssa Edwards is Katy Perry. I'm thinking, oh, you know, okay. that's that's yeah, where that, no, that, I think it was that's car crash. Yeah, like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't sort of like watching through your fingers bad, but it was. True, and I think, but I think it was like unquestionably the worst performance like i think that there is no, like it was oh, there, the worst performance yes. there and i i do think yes, it yeah. was it was in terms of like being uncomfortable and sort of seeing someone like trying to be it sort of reminded me of remember when milk did the chef and then was like oh i don't know what to say it had sort of that, it was like it had that sort of vibe of like you could see the wheels like at that point where like um she 
put her legs up on the desk. You were kind of like, you're just like, you're like reaching for something to make yourself stand out. Yeah. Um, and it, it's and not Joe, working. she probably got some some brownie points in my books because she was the only person who actually knew who she was being. So I was like, oh, yeah. at least I know where I am with this. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. um, next up then was Dovima being uh, Cayetana Alba, the Duchess of Alba, who is the most, what was it? Mo- She's a, a most titled aristocrat in the world. She was apparently. She, she mm. passed in 2014, unfortunately. Um and there was a whole drama between Killer Queen and Dovima. And I think, I don't know, I would have loved to see Killer Queen's interpretation of this because Killer did so well. She does yeah. have this very, I watched a video of her. She has a very strange, distinct voice. Like she's really trying to, like the vo- words come out of her throat like you're sort of squeezing toothpaste out of a, out of a, <laughs> a tube. Like they're like really sort of eke themselves out. Uh, but I thought Dovima did a, did a fun job. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I thought she was really super. And I don't know how I feel about Dovima. Um, I kind of have mixed reviews. And actually, this episode again made me go, oh, there is humor there. There's like a bit of comedy. You saying um, that you wanted to see Killer's version. I wanted to see Poopy's version because even in the workroom, she's like, well, I'm going to be the Duchess as well. And I was, everything that came out of her. I can't tell you. Last week, I was like, when I go on Sissy That Pod, I am going to tell them how much I hate Poopy. <laughs> and I am, like, obsessed. I think they are so funny. And there was another, well, we'll get to, oh, when we get to Sagittarius, but when they were singing and Poopy was like, I'm a soprano. I was like, <laughs> now, I don't know if that's just funny because I'm an opera singer, but I was howling. I was like... Like, yeah, great. <laughs> so, so I wanted to see Poopy do all the characters. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's you true. Know? <laughs> and be the white noise yeah. in the background. Like. Next up then was Arancha, uh, and she was Belen Esteban. Uh, so Belen Esteban, apparently she rose to fame for being pregnant with the very famous bullfighter's child. And then has done the reality TV circus ever since. She's won Big Brother and Dancing with the Stars. I mean, oh, oh, I say very few people in the world can say they've done that. Uh, they've actually they've they're quite well known for two catchphrases. One of them was kind of mentioned on the show uh, when uh, Supreme introduced her. She said, "The great defender of her daughter who loves chicken," because one of her expressions was "Andre eat a komot a pollo," which means "Andre eat the chicken." Another one she has, which has kind of become a meme for her, is "Hasta luego, Mary Carmen," which is basically like the Spanish version of "Bye, Felicia." Um, so. She's okay. kind of known for these catchphrases and even me having learned that really brief amount of stuff about her in about 20 minutes, I was disappointed that I didn't even get to hear. I was like, oh, I've just learned of this cool catchphrase she says. I hope she says it in Snatch Game. And she didn't. Yeah, Arantia just, I love Arantia. I think like, so I just think they have a beautiful soul mm-hmm. and it was just really, it just, I was her... Well, I know or it was her time to go, I think. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I know we'll talk about later. But like what you could even see at the end, like Supreme was upset. And, you know, now I was like, see you later. I love you. You're great. But like, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll get to it at the looks, but the wigs. Oh, no, no. Like no. the like the, the the like the gap. Snatch Game is always an episode where like sort of the pack separates and you start seeing kind of, you know, the, the front runners or whatever. And. Like she was like the she hadn't even left the trap. Like she was like the nag kind of yeah. like at the very like she was like but you are right, like I think that what she has in terms of like natural raw charisma like It's beautiful. Yeah. And you just and there's just such a warmth that comes off and an energy that like you kinda yeah. go, You're gonna be successful at whatever you choose to do because you're just gonna bring that energy with you, but you are not a very good drag queen by the standard of the rest of the queens in this competition. <laughs> you- it was yeah, no, it's <laughs> It's like weak. Yeah, it's like go go you know. do a boot camp. You know. <laughs> yeah. Have you sure, heard I'd of YouTube? say she'd be great. Great, like hosting a show. Like if you yes. went to a bar. And yes. Let's say that's where she excels. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, absolutely. Uh, Killer Queen then was up next, and she was Isabel Diaz Ayuso again. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel Killer Queen took a sort of like caricatured version of this mildly conservative politician, but she's basically like the mayor of. 
of Madrid. The Hazel Chu of Madrid, shall we say, for keeping it very oh. Republican. Um, <laughs> References. I, <laughs> I saw, I watched like a bit of her in Parliament. She seemed like a very normal person, not the person we saw Killer do. So I think Killer, like, because I think she's from like a central conservative party. So I think yeah. she just ramped up the conservative Trump-isms and, and went with that. I didn't get the pizza reference, um, but... I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, you've, you've presented me with this character. I get her now. I'm enjoying her. She spasms. She's a bit robotic. She's a Tory. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was like, I understand exactly. I think that was probably a bit of it as well. It's like, I understand, like, I understand the sort of character you're trying to give me. You're giving me a fringe lunatic Marjorie Taylor Green, mad mm. right wing person who like goes insane about kind of the, the left wing harming the cobblestones on the street when they like rip them up to protest and like this thing of like the children of Madrid will have no pizza. And it's like, <laughs> it's like I was like, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, and also like I, I, I just all of like from this right through to the runway, I just really enjoyed all of Killer Queen's looks. And yeah, I thought too. like she looked amazing in this costume like kind of just like great one of my favorite on the panel that like that like jacket with the stars i just thought i I just thought it was it was all round. it was it was really entertaining i think there was a lot of like nuances to her character which i really liked like she was like jumping in and out of like obviously a caricature and what i will say is for a rancher who didn't do great she did have a lot of nuances in some of the looks. You could tell she'd studied like some of the looks or even the way she was sitting. And I enjoyed that. But what Killer did was obviously had a lot of these nuances mm-hmm. and then ramped them up. And that's kind of what works for And Snatch she took Game. that character on a journey, which she does yes. in the series as well, which I think is great. Whereas Arantxa, the only two jokes she got to tell was the same one where she looked straight down the camera and was like, pay me my child support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, then, is Sagittaria, and she played Encarnita. And this is the most elusive of them all. So (laughs) from what I can work out, Encarnita was this caricature character that was played on this late night talk show of these sort of two holy nuns who walked around with big candles and were talking about being kicked out of the baptismo or something like that. I really couldn't get the gist of it. But actually, I I actually understood it more watching Sagittaria. And I was like, oh, okay, you're this like holy sex crazed nun thing. I thought she was gas. Yeah. Mm. I like, this is, this was the moment I was like, okay, you have so much more to offer and really clever, really like, you know, went there with the costume, the singing. I, lads, I don't think I'll ever get over the singing (laughs) bit. I was like this. And then, you know, Sagittarius Poopy, I was like, this is brilliant. And it kind of, for me, sums up the series for me because I'm like, I don't know what's going on and I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) You know, it's just mental. Now, what I did when she, when Sagittarius like stood up and went over to the guests, I was like, ooh, bold. I don't think that's ever (laughs) happened. You know, but they are a bit of, they're kind of loose cannon. Yeah. And I, because actually just thinking about it, it, it's interesting thinking about this in the context of, um, Drag Race Down Under which finished up and I think yeah. we, we all read a sigh of relief as we bid farewell to to, to that particular uh, um, franchise first offering um, and it, it is just when you think about the energy and the excitement and you're right I don't know what's happening on this show at all but I'm really enjoying it I'm into the yeah. energy I think it's fun that like they're kind of doing their own thing gone a bit mad yeah like it's it's a uh, and uh, again Sagittarius in this, like, the weird makeup around the nose, the kind of, like, kind yes. of insane girl from the ring hair. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was really the strong. The black Yeah, that, that the was black disgusting. Oh. And the candle, and even, like, the posture of leaning back and just, it was real, like, um, I forget the name of um, a Spanish grandmother, but it was that real, like, taking place in the family home. Yes. But you are not. Yes. <laughs> like, and I really enjoyed it. So that, that's Snatch Game. Will we move on to the runway? And my first takeaway. Yes. Well, I mean, we have the letter from Ogasio's brother. It was nice. Oh, no. No, lads. Poopy again. When they were reading the letter and you just saw Poopy in the background. And just, <laughs> I was like, Poopy's not into this. Poopy's having none of this. She's not here for the sob stories. She's disgusted <laughs> with them all, hugging each other. And then it even went to Davima and Davima was like, I'm not really into that family drama. And I was like, it's not really drama. But okay. But Poopy <laughs> was, was sitting behind her them. eyes into the mirror. She was... <laughs> 
I thought it was a lovely letter, but I wanted to know what Poopy was thinking because she uh, yeah. looked mm-hmm. disgusted at what was going on. And I was like, "What? we need a behind the scenes, mm-hmm. like untucked of them getting ready for this yes. because I was... I didn't even listen to the letter. I was like, what is Poopy thinking? Also, like, what an innocuous thing for there to be, like, so much, like, people have, like, revealed so many different bits about the other characters in, in, in these, like, mirror moment chats. And this was, like, literally just, I have a really nice relationship with my brother. He's really supportive of me. And he wrote a letter telling me that I was going to do I really well. I could got the whole letter. I mean, that I was, was like, a bit much. I was like, come on now. We could have just had, like, the highlights. We didn't need the whole gig. But, like, like who's ever, whoever is editing that, lads, we'd reading Snatch Game <laughs> And the ball. And you want to give us a five minute letter in the middle as well? <laughs> yeah, a personal podcast from Hugasio's fucking brother. <laughs> but no, but it wasn't like I did think it was weird. Like the way Dovima was like there painting and I was like, I'm not into this. I don't, I don't like this. I don't. I was just like, this is, is a weird clashing energy with the, like the beautiful, all the people in the corner hugging. Oh, yeah, Arancha so and yeah. Killer are like, you know, becoming a limb to Ugasio, like couldn't get closer. <laughs> and Poopy is like, what the fuck? Is what this? are they doing? And then, then it went to Dovima and Dovima was like, well, I have a really nice brother as well who really helped me to come out. And I was like, so you probably really relate with Ugasio. <laughs> like, what is, this is why it's chaos. What are we missing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, onto the runway my first takeaway from the runway before anyone even wore a look was the Javiers are married I didn't know this didn't know it delighted that's so nice I'm glad I like the two of them I really like them and they just did um, some big photo shoot Um, I saw it online this week and beautiful like Mm -hmm. just beautiful and I'm delighted they're married I feel like yeah I'm into that the Spanish drag race power couple we've always wanted bad girl it was confusing how they said her name because like Gial would be how you say it because you know, it comes from Jamaican patois or whatever but like however the Spanish say their G's it was all like bad Gial or whatever it was so strange bad Gial <laughs> so I don't know but I hadn't heard of her before I thought she came across great this and I loved that yeah. pussy song oh my god I that song is like that is yeah. right onto my running playlist so right, let's to save some time, or maybe condense it up. Let's let's deal with each person and the three looks rather than Perfect. the three looks in each person. So the categories were trashy chick, executive realness, and then Marbella jet set. First up was Carmen Farala. I liked all of these. I think maybe executive was maybe the worst of the three, but I, I liked them all. I like she's so she's just a star. Yeah. She, I just think she's. An absolute superstar. And I really feel like there's a vulnerability there with her as well, which we've seen in previous weeks. Now, one thing I will say is she said last week, I want to show the other sides of me. Yes. And you Mm. have a ball and you have three looks and then you're coming out absolutely stunning Mm -hmm. and gorgeous. But if you want to show another side to yourself, maybe that was your opportunity. I don't know. But like the blonde hair. Oh like. my god! No, that that's so. I I thought that all of her looks were stunning, but you're right. There was room to maybe do something a bit more out of the box at one of them. Um, but that jet set eleganza Marbeo, like that that could have been one. I would not have been surprised to see her today as one of the castmates on on the new Love Island lineup. I am like absolutely. You would you would fit right in there. Absolutely gorgeous, but also had like a lovely bit of campness to it. Um, I thought I I I properly laughed out loud when she took out the little like flip phone, the bejeweled little flip phone, and started like taking the selfies of herself. I, I just, was that, oh, that was Ugasio. What am I talking about with Carmen then? She had You're, the massive phone oh, that's the in one. the yeah, yeah 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 the huge phone yes yeah 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 so there I I loved all the phones as a uh, <laughs> as as props <laughs> I thought uh, all the accessories throughout the whole runway were great yeah. people were bringing the detail mm-hmm, they were there was lots of references to Carmen's Marbella look to Gunilla von Bismarck who I hadn't heard of had you heard of her no. so basically she's this uh, German noble lady who used to go and run loads of fundraisers for poor kids in Marbella and became known Ooh. as I found on Wiki, uh, I found on a Norwegian Wikipedia page that she was the uncrowned queen of Marbella so mm. that's probably why she made, got loads of references. Kane, I have to say the preparation is like <laughs> I have four pages of notes I haven't looked at them once and I'm like they are pathetic. I, I, like, it took me two and a half hours to watch this episode. Yeah. I well, I'm it. so impressed. I feel like I'm learning more here than 
I did in the episode because I was just so confused during the episode. <laughs> and, and, and meanwhile, I'm getting people mixed up on the runway and like, I can't you believe You can tell who has a flip phone and who has a massive phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't believe when Gemma Collins showed up. <laughs> uh, next up was Sagittaria. I didn't love her trashy chic looks. Like, I think she looks fashionable, but I, I, I thought it could have been more trashy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved her executive realness with that sort of tweed jacket and, yeah. and, and skirt, with the at, which was assless in the end. And then her, her dynasty long, silver flowing jacket oh, was fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think her, um, she did say in her talking heads, when she was doing the trashy look, she's like, I feel like this isn't really me. This, like, I'm not that comfortable in this. And I'm like, mm, I feel like we've seen you in this a lot. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Just the colours you're not comfortable in. I didn't really get that. And do you know, I loved, I loved them all. I thought it was nice. I thought there was better trashy girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, like when I, when you're going to be a trashy girl, come on. I want to, yeah. I want to see I think it. that the, the trashy look for her was too pretty and prim yeah. almost. Like it, it didn't kind of, it, it, yeah, it didn't feel like it fit in with the kind of like the trash. And that's like, if you're doing a trashy look, that's an opportunity to like really kind of, you know, Definitely. do something kind of like your one out of Little Britain. Mm-hmm. But um, but the other ones, the other looks were fantastic. And that, that the, the like the Marbella look was just beautiful. It was like she was, it was poured onto her. Like it yeah. just looked stunning. She is so oh, stunning. She's, so, she's so beautiful. Now, what I will say, the executive look I don't feel it needed the ass part. We all enjoyed it. It was great. Well done. But like, I kind of was like, oh, it's really nice to see her, to not see some of her skin. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was unnecessary to to have it in. Like, I thought it was like, yeah, you get that moment. It's like, oh, that's funny. But it was like, it also done at the very, like sort of at the end of the runway. It didn't feel like it needed it. Like, it felt like this could just have been that look without the ass and it would have been like equally as impactful. Yeah. And we've seen that so many times before and like, if you're not going to do it like Detox does it, listen. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know? <laughs> Next up was Killer Queen. And I, Killer Queen made me realise actually more about the whole show, which is they're not actually going... The show is... They don't seem these queens to be going for glamour. They're going for character. And I think that's what the judges are rewarding them for. And I think you really see this with Killer Queen's look with the trajectory of the character of yeah. the three looks which I thought was the best thing about it like each looks individually was good but the trajectory made it like greater than the sum of its yeah. parts or whatever I think mm-hmm. my favourite was the trashy cheek or chick look I just loved oh my that god it was like brilliant British puffer jacket with like the sovereign gold jewellery and the real attitude she came out there and she was like beep bopping and yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. body locking <laughs> and the <laughs> nails the nails and the length of them I was like mm-hmm. if I didn't yeah. play piano they would be my nails <laughs> you know because <laughs> no, I, I was sceptical when I saw the executive realness and I was like well that's very close to the trashy and then I got it on the third one to be like ah this is the same gal yes yeah. I, I really liked the fact that it was like it was like a a character going through them all Mm. and like the little things that were linking them up that was really yeah I thought I thought that was a really fun way to do it and like I I, yeah I thought it was just a really fun interpretation and also then would have made it easier when you're planning it because you're like just trying to like well what is this all going to look like as a single uh thing but I I loved I think her um I loved the the trashy look I thought it was brilliant I I thought I thought Tulisa on the X Factor back in 2007 I'm like gorge into it (laughs) (laughs) the female boss the female boss 100% the female boss um but yeah I think that was my favorite definitely but she looked great in in all of the looks and I loved her little, like, her little flask thing she had. Mm. Yeah. Queen of it's the like... Flask, they were calling her, weren't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. Um, next up was Arancha, Castilla Mancha. Uh, oh, lads. I didn't enjoy the light pink velvet tracksuit until she said Baby Spice. And I was like, okay, you've won me back a few more points there. Mm. The executive realness, I really was confused by that because she had a teddy bear cat that was angry. And I really didn't get that narrative. And then she the... said something about legally blonde there. And I was like, no, like, unless you're wearing it, like, if you're going to give us an L Woods, it needs to be 
a pink pencil skirt. Do not come out mm. here in whatever this iridescent sort of shiny fabric, ill-fitting skirt thing and be like, oh, check me out. I'm legally blonde. It's like, no, like you can't do that. Yeah. I feel there's a lot of that of, oh, I need a reference. I'll go with this one, especially from Ugasio. Yes. But <laughs> we can talk about her when we get to her. <laughs> What's the dog in legally blonde? Barker? Bruiser. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going for Bruiser, I was like, maybe she's going for an angry Bruiser, but I mean, it wasn't half as preened as Bruiser was, mm-hmm. so no. it didn't really work. And then the the share Abba, white, loose, oh, pants, no. sleeve thing. No. And she I, was one of a few queens who did that sunburned look, didn't yeah. she? And I yeah. Just, so it, she did the the, to- the thong, the thong thing and the burnt look, which is exactly what Ugasio did. They had yeah. those two gags and Ugasio just did it way better. And I think I love Arancha. I love them so much. I think they're so incredible. But And I love that they celebrate their body. Yes. And I really appreciate that. But if you're going to celebrate your figure, find clothes that that celebrate your figure. I feel I like they were picking the wrong... The L Woods number, as much as I didn't like it, actually gave some sort of, you know, silhouette. I don't know any of the right terminology, but when I'm watching that, I am, you know, Miranda Priestley from <laughs> Devil's Wear Prada, you know. But I was like, yeah, you've got some shape there. And then in this chair one, I was like, there's no shape. And I want you to celebrate your body. I love your body. You're, yeah. you're stunning. But that's giving you nothing. That's not helping out anyone. No, no. Like, I mean, they made the joke about the cult leader and that's like exactly what I saw with the rancher in that yeah. last look. And it was, it was sort of a demented kind of Tilda Swinton kind of a thing going on with, but I, I do think as well, it was about not having the right stuff to put together. Like the sort of weird chunky shoes and then the trousers finished at a weird point. So it all, like, it was all like a bit off. And there was like that mishmash of like, Cult leader meets Abba meets Cher meets sort of like an body em- double for Mamma Mia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and the the El Woods thing. Just the last thing I'm going to say about it is: do not give us an El Woods impression and then not give us a bend and snap. You know, uh, I, I, I yes. <laughs> oh my god! Now, someone who kind of confused me as well was Dovima. I mean, like I thought she looked good, but I thought each of them were slightly off. I liked the executive realist because it was like vampiric. Yeah, but mm. um, and she looks great in that black off the shoulder. But I wasn't sure what character she was being. Was she a confused rich woman who was pissed after Chardonnay? I don't, know. <laughs> I I don't really know. I feel like Dovima has so much to offer, and they looked stunning. Like, yeah. absolutely stunning. I think the problem with Dovima is actually they look stunning, and they just can't. They don't show up on the runway. You know, they are so awkward. They're so stiff. Like, they need to get into a good free dance class to shake it all up. And, (laughs) you know, and it's a pity because the looks are actually phenomenal absolutely like i think that all of the looks well actually all of the looks throughout all of the competition that dovima has, has had have like a very strong deed of kind of um vibe yeah. to them. and i would say that like when you see deed of she actually has that kind of stiffness built into her and into her presentation and stuff so it, like you know there's it, it is sort of i suppose part of the shtick she's giving but yeah, it, it just, she needs to ramp it up or amp it up or something. Or kind of like, it feels like she's questioning herself. Like she's not confident in what it is she's doing. Mm. Um, but she looked beautiful. I, yeah, I don't think any of them fulfilled the brief particularly, but they all were no. really nice looks. I did think the trashy look, I don't think the outfit filled the brief, but all the accessories, like the, the hair, the, hair stuff, yeah. the makeup, the glasses, I was like, yeah, okay, that really sets it off. The hoops, I love a hoop earring. My mm-hmm. boyfriend hates hoop earrings. <laughs> and like, this is as big as he'll allow me to go. And I'm <laughs> devastated. <laughs> uh, then next up is Ugasio. Um, I mean, I just think... They're such an interesting creative. Like everything that's done is done through their lens and it's yeah, so uniquely artist. them and effortlessly them. Like even like that final look of sunburns, like just the shapes of the clothes that they create is just so interesting. I love the executive realist, which was like this business shark. Um, and then the bite mark out of the suitcase. I was just yeah. like, oh, this is so mm-hmm. good. I agree. The executive realness was all, it was like the colors, the shape, 
the like everything was just the style, the makeup, the hair. Like I just loved it. It that I was like, that's executive realness done through your eyes. And sometimes I think Ogasio goes, "This is how I would approach this theme." Like the and I'm like, "You thing. are l- yeah, like the superhero thing." I'm like, "You're lying. You're making this up. You just want to wear this costume, and I want to see it." <laughs> but thinking competition wise, um, and her trashy girl, I thought was good. You know, and I think that she, when she did the thong thing and the burnt skin, because it was like matched against the yellow, it just, it popped more and it made more sense. And she, it's those details that make me just go, you were such an artist Mm -hmm. and you're just not going to miss those things. And you have such a like intention with what you're going to do. And, but then one of the judges did say like, has she shown everything that she has? And a part of me went, Oh, has she? I think she's going to give us a lot more amazing costumes and artistry, but like, what else? You yeah. know? I, I, I do think that like there is an end of the road for someone who is kind of like that Miss Fame kind of who isn't able to translate it off the runway into into kind of performances in the challenges. You know, and it could depend on what sort of challenges you have coming up over the next couple of weeks. If there's a lot of, uh, if there's a lot of like costume based ones and whatever, then that she could definitely go far. But I think if it leans more into performance and comedy, she's definitely going to struggle. I like, I definitely think that she like took some of the ideas the other queens had to her own to her own looks and like she did them in a really elevated way. I also thought it was nice to see her in like uh, like not quite so like conceptual costumey drag for a change like yeah. to see her kind of just in, in more kind of like ordinary drag for for want of a better word um and i did love the 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 executive realness thing and i thought it was really fun having like the, the shark bite everything but i kind of felt like i would have preferred that if it had been paired back a bit and like it if it had been like just like a sleeker actual suit and like kept like the the like references to the shark a little bit more like like a little less obvious or something like that would have maybe been more surprising to me than seeing her coming out wearing kind of like a, a big pride float costumey type thing. Finally then was poopy and I was hoping for trashy chick that we'd get a vajazzle but maybe vajazzles haven't made it over there. I don't know. Mm, I was like, maybe not. Poopy, come on poopy, give me a vajazzle. Had the vajazzle but still really, really fun characters. First look was back, black with the big boobs which sort of just fell out over the course of the runway walk but the final look with this sort of fuchsia kind of blazer, which turned into a reveal of Rappel. Again, straight on to my friend Esther. He is a very famous tarot card reader in Spain. Oh. The, the sort of getup he wears and those glasses and stuff. And he's like a bald man. So, th- But the judges were living for that. Oh my and God. Rosie was like, I got goosebumps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm literally sitting here going... When can I talk about poopy? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Take the floor. It, the floor is yours. Oh, go. my God. It was an absolute... It's like the mix of an absolute disaster. Terrible drag. And I just... I can't get enough. Like, the rappel thing, I was like, done. Signed me up. You're my winner. <laughs> I'm here. Like, I don't even love this drag, but I'm here for it. The trashy girl, I hated it. When the boob came out, I was like, oh, well, I know that that's a you know, breastplate and, you know, I was just like, and she was really messy with trying to get the flag pride and she was all over the place and I was like, oh, I love you. I was like, you're just great. And then the exec, it's all, it was just, I just think her drag is not great and I love it. And I think that's, I think that's on purpose. Like the same way, yeah, Ugasio has this high art concept, stained glass window, kaleidoscope, Lady Gaga, you know, our aesthetic. Poopies is thrown together hen party tat and that's yeah. it that's you're going to get every look through that poopy lens I think yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the I did think their makeup was beautiful it's the be- best makeup yes. they've had I, I and I'm like agree. who's helping you yeah. who's who's helping you <laughs> but it is it is like I think that's fun as well and that would be a great thing to be able to kind of like see more of in drag race is kind of like the skills that they learn from each other because you do hear the yeah. things talking about that it's obviously there's so many is kind of giving tips on how to do the makeup and, and poopy is like listening to that I that first look confused me no end I was like what is this what's happening oh she's taking that thing off oh it's got loads of different types of the pride flag it's got like the bear flag and the 
and oh, yeah. the, and the pri- and I was like, what what is all the, like what's the message of this? I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but we also don't have a moment to find out the message because she's wailing around the stage, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having the time of her life. And I was like, oh, I wish I had that much to say, but I, no one knew what I was saying because I was just having too much of a good time. Yes, yeah. like it's oh, she's gas. I love her. But yeah. that's it. But like, I don't know if I can think of another queen whose aesthetic was a lack of aesthetic. It's it's like, if <laughs> if like drag is you know punk to society, then Poopy's drag is like drag is like punk to drag. It's like it's like this full. She's like, I'm so out of the box that I'm actually sitting in the box while you're all out there trying to be outside yeah. the box. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in agreement that Killer deserved to win. I thought Poopy was going to take it. Uh, in the sort of edit, but I was happy Killer won. Yeah, I, I felt like there was a bit of a misdirect going on there with the like, the poopy, you're definitely going to win. Uh, and I wasn't surprised that Killer did because I think that across the board, like that was just an excellent performance for the Snatch Game through to the, uh, and even in the reading challenge was quite good. So like an excellent episode overall. Yeah. Um, I do hope the poopy gets a win now though. Me too. And the challenge next week looks like it could Favor. be up their street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I would have liked to see Carmen safe and Dovima low, but I suppose Dovima was better in Snatch Game. But I just because again I had seen more of Carmen's character and I saw that she was doing a great acting job, I wanted to do well. Mm. But I can I I do admit it wasn't funny, so she probably didn't deserve to be low. And then I think Ugasio and Arancha were, were the correct lip sync. Yeah, I would say so. definitely. Uh, Arancha is beaten in the lip sync uh, by Ugasio. I thought it was pretty even, but I thought Iran should hit the end of her road, so it was fair enough for it yeah. to go. I love um, Ugasio physically, like even in the talking heads, how they move physically, and it was really nice to see them embody a song and actually be like, oh, okay, you, you're you not just doing your own thing here, you're definitely, but I, they seem like they're a big fan of Bad Cahal. <laughs> So. <laughs> I I I completely agree about Hugasio seeing Hugasio perform the lip sync made me kind of realize oh there's more to you than just the makeup and the looks like yeah. you actually are a good performer like I think Arancha has a very natural style and like relies a lot on the confidence like it could have gone either way and I wouldn't have been like overly like I kind of felt like it was a foregone conclusion a little bit that they weren't going to be sending Hugasio home because he's been such a a big part of the 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 show up tonight um yeah so right decision yeah very thank you so much for joining us thank uh, you for where having can me find you online your your operatics your creative production my career yes um so i'm ferg c um there's an a and a h in there and we're very particular about it um so f-e-a or g-h-c um but also i have my podcast at let's talk about the arts which is where we talk about all things arts and how we can make changes in the industry and all the little areas that don't really get talked about. And it kind of came from COVID-19 and the arts industry being treated a little bit, yeah, shut down and not treated the way it should be treated or respected. And it's moved in many different directions. Another, a really strong episode from Drag Race España, really sort of, showing it's worth the the franchise and even like to hear Supreme be like we have some of the best girls in the in, you know in the franchise history and yeah. I was like yeah I, I always agree with that like as, as I said in the episode um, Carmen Farala is fast becoming one of my favourite queens of all time I think she has like a, a really awesome kind of early drag race feeling to her and, and I'm just so so warming to all of the queens on this show and excited mm. for the new episodes of Grind because I think that when you spend as much time immersed in the world of drag race as as I and I'm assuming the, the people who listen to, to, to our podcast do you do sometimes wonder if you're becoming a bit jaded and faded with it which I had been a little bit through the the Down Under series but that passion and spark and enjoyment is right back for this season of Spain and I am loving it and I'm hyped for also six come along in the link in our bio or up on a Eventbrite buy tickets to our live stream five year with going to LGBT Ireland and I mean you know you're doing good and you're being entertained what more can what we say what more you? can you want other than that hit us up on Instagram at sissy.pod or like and review on Apple Podcasts tell a friend you, you've you've got a RuPaul Drag Race WhatsApp group share it into there you know and we will be eternally grateful Have a lovely pride if we don't see you on Saturday. And we'll talk to you next week. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.